Goose jelly. I had a pretty bad accident. Nah. And I saw the ambulances arrive. Crash into a barrier. His car exploded. Like my heart just like stopped. You guys are risking your lives. He knows a little bit too much. I used to watch Quebo Cup. Ah, yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> of you guys. This looks different. It does look different, Jelly. Why why are you so far away from me, Josh? Because we've got two people in between us. Oh today. my god. I didn't even see them. And I <laughs> and I think we know who they are because it's on their t-shirts. Oh wow, <laughs> repping the merch. This is the Fitty Powdy Brothers. Fitty Powdy. What a name. And I can't they're, believe wait, they're so this here. Is, this yeah. is Pietro and this is Enzo. Welcome, guys. Jelly, this is the bit where Jelly introduces you guys, and yeah. it's either awful or it's before we introduce our guests i quickly want to say we love you and all of the support you've been giving us follow us on social media oh, yeah we're supposed to do that get get on our spotify rate us five stars if you're enjoying the show subscribe to our youtube because we've got we've got some crazy episodes coming up we keep forgetting to say this but so this one this one might be about to be our best one yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> he started off very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank okay. you, Pietro. But, but, but you've got to introduce the the guest, Jelly. Today, I can't say I can't believe I'm saying this that these words are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> We've got professional drivers here with us today. Pietro, 26 year old reserve driver in Formula One. We've got an F1 driver here with us. <laughs> For Team Haas, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm such a huge fan, Pietro. I, I can't believe oh, you're sitting you, on the sofa here. Well, we raced together virtually, though. Yeah, we did. That was a couple years ago. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. We've also got Enzo here. What's up, Enzo? How's it going? 21-year-old, a yep. little bit younger, the younger brother of Pietro. Yes. Formula 2 driver. Yep. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> Dude, we got, we got Formula guys here sitting So, here. quick question on that. Uh, so you guys are professional drivers. Isn't like someone who drives a taxi, they're also a professional driver as well, right? Josh, are you they're, kidding? They're, they're, they're a professional driver, but for comfort. Oh. You know, like, <laughs> it's that Sunday drive, oh, you're just getting okay. to your destination. So you guys aren't comfortable when you drive? No, I, I mean, I think I'm more comfortable than Enzo. Why is that? Why is that? No, dude, even Juan, videographer who is here, <laughs> we were in Portugal, we were saying that you're, you're, too, uh, you're too, too aggressive. Ooh. Yeah. You wow, know, like, we're throwing the shots immediately. Oh, no, I'm dude. very... I'm, no, Jones joking. There's no way. I oh. <laughs> We're only a minute in and the yeah. sibling rivalry is so, flying out. We'll get no, into I'm, all I'm the smooth. details. I'm smooth. I'm smooth. Uh, you're a smooth driver? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, Josh, I'm not sure. Like, We need to... I just want to get some things clear here, okay? Yeah. I'm a huge F1 fan. I think I know a lot about the sport in general. I've been to a lot of races. Now, Josh, on the other side of this room... Yeah. He doesn't know a lot about uh, F1 or the Formula Series in general. Yeah. Now, we don't know what our viewers know. We don't know, like, essentially, I, we've never really talked about anything sports on this podcast before mm -hmm. or in our content. So I, I don't know if the people who are watching right now know a lot about Formula One, know a lot about Formula Two, know a lot about racing. So I think it's very important that whatever we talk about today is kind of a little bit surface level. You know, because sure. it, that's the thing, you know, I, I understand what F1 is and F2 and, and driving cars fast in circles over and over. I get, I get the <laughs> idea of it and I think it looks really cool. I just like, I don't understand it and, but I want to like it. And that's, I think it's going to be good because we've got a lot of viewers here that are probably in the same boat. 
So I'm kind of challenging you both today to get me interested and to help me understand. Wow. Does that sound like a good challenge? That's easy, a, yeah. Do you guys hang out with a lot of people that like have no idea about it? Or are you guys only, usually only talk to people about No, racing? honestly, I, I grew up with uh, going to school in, in the U.S. They weren't... Now they are a bit more because of Netflix. But before, they didn't really understand Formula One. Yeah. Wouldn't follow Formula One. So when I was growing up karting and stuff, people were like, yeah, so what do you do? I kart. You know, I race karts. Also, you race NASCARs. Like, no, it's more like... Going to the Formula One route, they're like, "What's that?" Right. Yeah. Okay. So I had so a lot of friends of growing up. Yeah. yeah with uh, didn't didn't know anything about Formula One. So can you guys tell us a little bit about your growing up story? Because you guys got born with this with this with this Congratulations golden on that, by ticket the way. of a name. <laughs> you know, I mean, Fittipaldi is a huge name in the sport. And uh, can you guys tell us a little bit? Like, you got you guys are American Brazilian, right? Like what? Like basically, I, take it from that. I am. I am. <laughs> Give I am us the lost. backstory. Give us I'm the backstory. Lost. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll start because I was born first. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's no, a good but, one. That's, uh, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we were born in Miami. Uh, okay. But obviously, our family, you know, they're from Brazil, um, and we grew up in Miami. When I was four, um, I that's when I first started karting. Uh, but when I was born, actually, it was the year my grandfather stopped racing. So my grandfather uh, raced in Formula One, raced in IndyCar. And in 1996, he had a big accident in Michigan and uh, broke his uh, back and part of his neck. So he had to stop. So when I was born, he, he wasn't racing, but I had both my uncles racing. Um, and what was were, the name of your grandfather? Sorry. Uh, Emerson Fittipaldi. Right. And that's a very it's, it's, popular name. He's one of the legends, right? right? <laughs> Essentially, right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Two-time Formula One champion, Indy 500 winner. Mm -hmm. uh, is it called Indy 500 champion or Indy 500 winner? Uh, winner, winner. Winner, winner yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, which, by the way, Josh, you mentioned racing in circles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Formula One is much more in-depth than that. But I'm Indy sure. 500 is literally just racing circles. It's a circle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite literally an oval. <laughs> yeah. And they do 200 laps or 500 laps? It's uh, 200 laps. They do 200 laps. On this circle, and I think the average speed is like, what, is it 180, 190? No, two, 230. 230. Yeah. 230 miles per hour? Yeah, miles, miles per hour. hour. Just average speed. Jelly. I'm, I'm gonna 200 laps. Jelly. Just drive a circle. I mate. think I'm going to say what we're all thinking here. What? But you, you, I know you're excited. Oh, sorry. Right? But we have, we, have two, we have two incredible guests here today. I don't really know why they're incredible, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that out. <laughs> and I want to hear I want to hear all that stuff from them. Okay, I'll shut up. Basically, <laughs> Jelly right. knows. It. I'm impressed. He knows. Uh, hey, he, he knows, knows a lot about. I think, he knows a lot. Yeah. Now I think there's gonna be a bit more to this today. I think Jelly is. Uh, you know, he wants to prove himself to you guys. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. and uh, I want that. I want. We're gonna I want have that to give. Seat. We're, gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to give him the space for that. But to, yeah, continue on where you're going for it. So <laughs> yeah, someone so, broke their back. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> Josh, Josh. <laughs> my, gran my granddad stopped racing when I was born, but I grew up watching uh, both my uncles race. Right. And they were, you know, racing IndyCar and Daytona 24 hours, so other types of racing. Um, and I grew up watching them, and that was kind of what fed me into, you know, I want to start racing somehow. So I got my first go kart when I was four. Um, you know, those little go karts yeah, yeah. Mm. take around uh, the track. And uh, I would go like, once every two months just to you know go on the go-kart as i started getting older i was like six seven started going like once a month once a week twice a week i would start going you know every day after school to go practice my mom would take me 
And, uh, and then when I was seven, eight, that's when we first started competing. Right. And it basically started, uh, started from there. Wow. And, uh, Enzo's five years younger than me. So, wow. Yeah. So I was, uh, basically how I started was obviously, yeah, my brother, uh, is older than me and I would, uh, go watch the races when I was like, yeah, two, since I was born, basically, I would go watch my brother race. Yeah. And when I was about uh, three years old, that, that's when I, uh, you know, I, my dad uh, gave me the opportunity to drive a go-kart for the first time. So did you get, uh, like, a brand new go-kart, or did you get his go-kart? I got his. Ooh, wow. Yeah. But how, he was so small, so, man. Like, yeah, honestly. But, but, but how did that feel? Was that your first hand-me-down? It felt great. Man, oh, I was okay. three. Yeah, I was, <laughs> he was like three years yeah. old, dude. I was three like, years old. I'm tired of this happy now. Do you remember things when you were three no, years I old? No, I, 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 I don't <laughs> No, but it felt like it, the first memories I have of racing was probably in um, in a little track called uh, Opaloka. It's wow. in Florida. It's a yeah. little town in Florida. Well, I was driving Opaloka, around yeah. and then... And then I see someone just upside down and with their head stuck under the, the <laughs> go-kart and like passing out under the go-kart. And I'm just driving by and I'm, I had no idea what was going on because I was only four years old. <laughs> and it's my brother's flipped over. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. Yeah. That was the That's first right. and the only time I ever flipped. And and it's just, That's his first like, ever memory. Yeah. That's and I great. remember his head, he was like twitching with his neck and his, the go-kart was over him and his his uh, his throttle was stuck. So it was, ah, and I was like, because yeah, I had a massive mark on my neck. I can't believe you remember. Yeah, and I remember I was I was driving by and I, and I was like very young and I looked, man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> There's nothing in, you didn't stop to go and help him, flip him over again. No, I just kept driving. I had no idea what was going on. If you knew it was your brother, would you have stopped? He no. knew it was me. Yeah. <laughs> he just thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's okay. all right. Yeah. I just got thought it was. I, it was normal. I was uh, very young, right. so I was. Mm. Yeah. But you were okay, Pietro. Yeah, that was the only time I ever flipped. It was the first and only time. But it was okay. I was, but it was a small cart. But it landed on top of me. Yeah. So I was just waiting for. I was like shouting my mechanic's name. My mechanic's <laughs> name at the time was Jefferson. So I was like Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson. Was, but I, I was fine at the end. I just had a mark on my on my neck. I remember going to school the day after there, and it was like. I but how did cool. how did you flip it, dude? Yeah, I, I went to pass somebody, and what happens in carts sometimes is if you tangle the wheels, right? Like if you get the front wheel on the guy's rear wheel, it kind of like launches you. Oh. So I, it's pretty sick. Can I sign up? I'm pretty sure I've done launched. that. I'm pretty sure I've done that in GTA 5 before. So yeah. I, maybe I understand what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's got launched. Yeah. So okay. So did you? Were your was your family kind of pushing you guys towards racing things? Because like obviously you got a history for in it. Like did they kind of want you to be doing the carts? Obviously you got the carts as a gift or something. Was yeah. there kind of like an expectation that you guys were going to be racing? No, honestly, um, you know, for me, it was, I, I really wanted to do it. And I played, um, like, my mom always put us in, uh, my mom always took us everywhere. Like, every weekend she was with us uh, at the go-kart tracks. Um, my dad as well. Uh, but basically, like, she put us in every different type of sport. So I played a lot of soccer, basketball. I loved basketball. Um, but I just always loved racing a little bit more. So the older I got, the more time mm. I, I put into it. And I guess for my brother, it was the same. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was the same. It was just, 
you know. It was like um, natural, yeah. Yeah, it was natural. I think n my parents never forced us to do anything. I think yeah. for me, it was more like, oh, my big brother's <laughs> doing something really cool, you know, driving go-karts. Flipping them over. Yeah, <laughs> flipping them over. And I'm like, you know, I want to do what my big brother's doing. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you wanted obviously. to do it better. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to do it better. And obviously, when I first dry, uh, did the first races, you know, and I, you fall in love with it. Uh, I fell in love with it, uh, you know, in the first race. Just the competition, the adrenaline you get. It's really, uh, I don't know, it's a strange, um, it's difficult to explain it and uh, to replicate the adrenaline yeah. you get yeah, no, that's in, super uh, cool. in a race uh, in real life. So it's a really, uh, was an amazing yeah. Uh, time when I was young. I think those were the best memories. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So Seriously. where do you go from there? You guys, you know, you mentioned, you know, you started with doing some go-karting, right? But, or some go-karting, but you had your own go-kart. You're, you're essentially training, practicing for, for what? What, what was it when you, when you're that age, when you're that young, what do you look at? What is, what is a, what is the What's ultimate the evolution goal? Yeah. of that? Yeah, so basically, you know, you start karting and you start with like club series. So you go to the local track and you're there racing kind of, they have a race, you know, two, three times yeah, a month. Yeah, you just sign up. Yeah, you sign up and you race. And obviously, depending on your age, there's yeah. different classes. Yeah. So you go from there. Then if you start getting more competitive, you go to bigger championships. Um, so there was a big one in Florida called, the, and they still have it, it's called the Florida Winter Tour. And uh, people from everywhere around the world come to race that. So we would do that. We would do, you know, national championships. And occasionally we would go and start doing uh, like world championship races. Um, but the karting, like high level karting, I think the highest level is in Europe. Um, but we never had the funding to go to Europe, like to go and travel to Europe to start racing. So we always did everything in the States. And um, that's an interesting point. Yeah. So are you making money when you win a race? No. So in, in karting, no. So it no. was all like my parents, uh, my dad, I mean, he dedicated his life like just um, and still, you know, working with us and finding sponsorship and being able to like yeah. fund it. Because in karting, you can somewhat do it. But once you start leveling up, the more <clears throat> comp the competitive it gets, you need better equipment. Sure. And then you go from carts to cars and then it's yeah. like a whole different level. Yeah. Like Josh doesn't know much about this sport. Yeah. But, uh, you know, touching on karting, I, it's an expensive sport. Yeah, and, super expensive. And, very, and, very. and, and all, a lot of people have to fund it themselves, Josh. So do you, um, and yeah. I think that's an interesting point. Cause, so does that mean that, generally speaking, it is like wealthier people that do that? Do you no, find? I, I, I think that once it gets to a certain level, um, it is. And uh, right. definitely like in, yeah. in, in Europe, I think, because in Europe, everybody does it at like the maximum level. I mean, the changing chassis, yeah. like the, the, the actual cart, they're changing the cart almost every race. Right. When for us, it was Fresher like, I was, I was racing with like two year old carts and then passing my cart down to my brother. And I think a lot of people in the States had more of that mentality. Yeah. So it was a lot more, a lot more people uh, could do it. Uh, but then the next level is then when you go from carts to cars, then that's when you actually need like proper funding to then got it. You know, yeah. you need the money to be able to to do it, and whether that's from sponsors or from like family um, <clears throat> money, it depends on everybody's uh, situation. Right. So I assume, like, especially when you're that young, sponsors own like sponsors are probably interested in having you when you're really good, and they see a future in you. They want to they want to get you when you're young and kind of try to stay with you, right? Yeah, that's so. That's kind of how this business works. Yeah, it's, it's how yeah. It works, it's very difficult to find that. I yeah. think like when you're young and carding, it's like how are you gonna sell that dream to yeah to someone, you know? So at the at that time, it was all like my dad like putting in all his effort in uh, 
you know, everything he would make, he would put back into us to, for awesome. us to like follow our. So when did that for you, when was that transition between the karting to the cars? Yeah. So because we didn't have the funding to go to Europe to start racing like uh, Formula Four or Formula Three, which is the beginning, uh, it's like the latter series to yeah. F1. Right. Um, I actually started racing NASCAR. So when I was wow. 14, um, I started racing these like big NASCAR, 500 horsepower cars. So they were like really big cars. 14, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty young to drive a big car like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I went to North Carolina to start racing them because NASCAR, it's all in North Carolina. And, um, and I, I won a championship there when I was 15. And I was racing against like uh, guys who are my age now and stuff. So I, I adapted really well. And they were oval racing. So it was like right. um, wow. very small tracks. Did you need a, do you need a driver's license? No, you don't. You just need a racing license. <laughs> yeah. right. we'll, we'll get into the license yeah. thing in a little bit. But right. yeah, this is like, this is some weird facts about this sport. A lot of these young guys, they don't actually have driver's licenses, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in the Formula series. Like, Even. Yes. You don't need a driver's license uh, before you can get into a race car. You only need a race license. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which you can get by, by getting points. Yeah. And I think you can get it now. It, it used to be 14 before. Now it's 15 yeah. years old. So right. we'll, we'll get into the details of that a little bit later. But uh, tell us about yeah going from karting into cars like NASCAR. What, like, so then you're 14 years old. You're in you're in a NASCAR. I assume uh, potentially sponsors starting to look at you. Um, you you want to go bigger with the ultimate goal. I assume being a Formula driver, uh, starting in Formula Four, F two, and eventually F one. Yeah. So basically, when I won that championship there in NASCAR, that gave me the opportunity to then go to Europe uh, okay. because I, I joined a, a program. Um, who a lot of guys know Sergio Perez, who was in Red Bull. Yeah. Um, when he went to Europe from Mexico, um, he was funded by a program from the Telmex program, yeah. um, which is funded by Carlos Slim. Uh, you know, he's from he's from Mexico and he, he loves Formula One and he funded all the Mexican drivers and brought Sergio Perez and Esteban Gutierrez to Formula One. And he was involved in NASCAR. So when I won the championship, he said, Pietro, I want to give you the opportunity to go race in, in Europe. Wow. And uh, and then that's when I came and I moved to England in 2013. So that was the, the that was the kickstart. That was the kickstart. Yeah. So okay. not I would have never had the chance to to come. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you were probably around ten years old when well, when, when he moved. Enzo, you yeah, were ten so years was, old when he moved to the UK. I was about yeah, like, like eight. No, when I moved to the UK, oh, you were ten, eleven. Yeah. So you yeah. were then when you moved, you were I was 15, 16, yeah. sixteen. So yeah. what so did was, you think? Big bros moving out of town, or yeah, big was, bros moving out to Europe? To a, chase this dream, right? I was, you know, I was racing bandoleros at the time. What is a bandolero? Sure. <laughs> it's a funny name. <laughs> yeah. What is it? I was, I was, when I was, my brother was going to Europe, I was in the road to NASCAR. So ah. he followed me as well. But, but I was racing, racing the, NASCARs. the smaller NASCARs. They were called uh, bandoleros and legend cars. What? In ovals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you look them up, they're yeah. funny looking cars. <laughs> <laughs> so when my brother was, um, was racing in... In Hickory, at a at a small track that's near our, near our house in uh, North Carolina, and he was racing like uh, late models. Um, you know, our goal at that time was to make it to Sprint Cup. Yeah, to NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR. The, so, so the highest level of because so, we didn't have the chance to go to Europe, so yeah. we were like, let's do everything for NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, like you said, you guys were still young. What about school? 
Yeah, school was was there. I was doing it, finishing, you know, without school. But it's it's more of a it's more of a B B plan. It's more of a plan B. Yeah, we had. I think at, at my when I was you know eleven years old, obviously I was um, school was you know without doing the school, you know, there's no racing. My dad was always very yeah uh, strict about it. Um, so it's my very dad, they were getting so many fights, man. This guy would hide homework. <laughs> like honestly no, you were so was, difficult with school like it I was did, unbelievable no i didn't i i just i i like to i really enjoyed going to school to, you know see my friends and all that but then whenever they came to like the, the, when, the whenever i had to learn anything i was like nah, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah give me the card yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i was good in school but like the homework and stuff like it wasn't i remember hey, i didn't really enjoy it that much. but you I, finished high yes, school yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm a dropout Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm did you finish at high school though, or uh, I, I, we don't really have high school in Europe? Yeah, you, d- you finished high school. I, I finished something like high school, high school, the equivalent school, yeah. of high school. Okay. I quit when I was seventeen, so I don't know when you finish high school in the U.S. So your next step would be good, like go to go, uni. go to college, or uni. oh, that's where we stopped. As yeah, well, that's where we yeah, stopped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I, I went to a college for about half a year, and I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? Go I to finished college? like two years of the like two year program of college so he's much smarter than all of us here yeah. <laughs> that's how this works Infinite, yeah, yeah. I know. that's how this works no, we're, we're, we're still youtubers so there's a limit on the <laughs> yeah so the, you guys um if i understand correct you guys used to live together no so well this depends oh. on how you so so slept there in the were, same bed no we didn't really no. <laughs> <laughs> so the first step was um jelly lived with Quebelcop, who was an ex-member of the group and then there was a period of time where we inadverted commas moved in with each other in new york but it, uh, as we revealed in an earlier episode that was actually not true we oh. clickbaited everything, man. Yeah. Maybe it's we were fun. just on a trip. Maybe it's fun to actually, before we continue talking about like your guys' career, maybe I, I kind of want to ask, like, like how how did we even end up here? Like, I know yeah. these guys from something, but I wanna I wanna find out before we met, wherever we met, <laughs> that we haven't really mentioned yet. <laughs> did you guys know who we were or Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. And no, I, I I'm did, doing my job correctly. So I used to watch you guys like I think six, seven years ago. I, I, I used oh. to watch and I, I'm gonna be honest, I used to watch Quebel Cop no. a lot. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The reason no. this, this this the name of this podcast is yeah. two thirds, because Quebel Cop left us, man. Okay. He's that like before remain coming third. here, Enzo was like, Do you think Quebel Cop is gonna be there? No, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have a serious chat after that. I'm not sure how I feel about this. So anyway, you were a big Quebble Cop fan. What were you watching of his stuff? No, I would watch his vlogs. What? Nobody watched his vlogs. Yeah, (laughs) he did like. uh, I remember once he did a tour of his uh, of his house or something. It was in. Can't remember where it was, but I remember I'd watch his. so his game, it was a lot of his gameplays, but whenever he would post like a vlog or something, I would always... Okay, okay. Uh, but so is this, did you, you watch his vlogging channel? Because he had a second channel. Yes, yeah, right? so I, I wasn't into the, the gaming side. I would watch his more of his... He would post a lot about his... Uh, he'd do vlogs, I remember. So fun saying, fact, producer Ben over here used to edit those vlogs. Yeah, so I used to watch those those vlogs, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's probably why... Well, that's, that's ben, ben, ben hasn't got a mic on today because we... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said great content. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why I um I didn't know much too much about you guys because it was probably not so much yeah. on the right on the, on the, on the, the games. Yeah, 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 the games. Yeah. Right. 
Okay, but but well, there's been some vlogs. So me and Kwabakop, we lived in the same house. And it was this kind of YouTuber house. I was 17 at the time when I moved in with him. Uh, and we just, yeah, like our careers are just literally playing games and screaming as loud as possible into a camera. Uh, that's basically what we do. Hmm. Uh, so Pietro, did you know like of our stuff? No. Or? So the thing was, um, remember we, in 2020, there was a, the pandemic. Everything was under quarantine. Yeah, so yeah. Formula One started doing this like virtual F1 championship. Yeah. Um, where every team would invite like uh, their pro driver and uh, a streamer or you know some sort of celebrity, and then you were racing for um, McLaren. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. With Lando Norris, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was yeah. there. Yeah. And there was a couple sessions that but we were doing. This was on a game. Sorry. Yeah. 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 One well, game. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I'll quickly explain it to Josh. All right. Pandemic. Yes. Wow. All right. <laughs> Formula One's like, no, we can't do this. Okay. We can't travel. The world's in lockdown. Yeah. Formula One's like, we want to give people a show. So they did a virtual F1. Yeah. Right. Virtual. Okay. And this time, not all the drivers were like, ah, too excited to do that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, most of the drivers have simulator rigs in their house. Yep. And they joined virtually. And because not all drivers were coming, uh, they replaced them with uh, other people. Right. And I was a McLaren driver, dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and I remember yeah. the time because we would do practice sessions yeah. before the races, right? Yeah. And I was there doing a practice session. We were streaming on Twitch. Yeah. And we had this, uh, our one of our good friends is Gao Lays. He's one of the biggest Twitch streamers. And he was there practicing with us as well. And then out of nowhere, and we're in the session, and there comes up a jelly joins the session. <laughs> <laughs> and the first, thing, the first thing he says, like, like in Portuguese, like who's Jelly? <laughs> and then I was like, no, Jelly races from McLaren, and we're like, is it actually the actual Jelly? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, right, remember? really. <laughs> and then we remember that, like, and then we tried getting in touch, and it was actually Jelly, and then we ended up racing together. It was so yeah. cool. So, so I think the the Formula One team who was hosting this virtual race, they basically opened the server for people to join to practice. Right. And you guys were in the server. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was just, I just joined, and then I, you guys were, yeah, you guys were streaming on Twitch, and I didn't know that. I, I, I don't remember how I found <laughs> you guys. Oh, I remember. So, so basically, I joined the server, and I saw your guys' name. I was like, who are they? Uh, uh, where, like, are they talking? Uh, and then I found out that the Discord channel that was hosted by Formula One, you guys were in a voice channel. I was, yeah. I just decided to join that. And then <laughs> yeah, I found out that we were live, and yeah. I was like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> That was fun, man. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was. A was good I time. any good? You no, did you really were, well. You were yeah. very good. Oh, are you just saying that? No, seriously. I think was, it was one of the better, yeah. the one of the better uh, streamers. You even, I think you were almost scoring points, or you did score some. Yeah, points. I, I think I, I think I crashed in the end, but uh, I, I, I was doing pretty well. Because you were with the controller. Yeah, so I have like a rig, but at the time that Formula One invited me for this, I wasn't in the same place where my rig is. Okay. I was, I was traveling at the time, and. Uh, yeah, which means I had to race with controller. And so I just That's wanted so to, difficult. yeah, and I just wanted to like kind of warm myself up because in, in the rig, I like I'm used to it, but not a controller. controller. So, so yeah. difficult. Pietro, Enzo, can you explain? We you said he almost scored points. What what does that mean? So basically, in um, in Formula One, to score a point, you need to finish uh, in the top ten, so, and there's twenty cars racing. Yeah. So right. if you finish 10th, you score one point. If you finish 9th, you score two. 8th is four. 
and yeah, so on. Okay. And first place, you get 25 points. Right, yeah. okay. And these points, Josh, they matter for the championship. Yeah. Okay? Right. So one year is one championship. So, so Jelly was, how many, like, so Jelly was not in the top 10. No, he was getting, I think he was close. That You were almost scoring the top 10. And the difficult thing is, like, out of yeah. the 20 cars, there, I think there was, like, 10 pros. So then, like, uh, for you to score, so he would have had to be a pro. I was like the best yeah. content. You were creator. the yes, best. You were the, content you were creator. the yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was the best, best content, content creator. creator. Which, hypothetically speaking, I'm also the best content creator in this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because, uh, well, but we we're not the only content creators on the couch though. No, I'm also them too. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, but the viewers don't know, maybe don't know, yeah. but you guys also do content yourselves, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So we, we have do. a. You guys brought your vlogging camera guy here. Yeah, I'm so well, as well as our videographer, he travels with us uh, to most of our races. That's amazing. So we have our Portuguese channel, you know, the Fittipaldi Brothers on YouTube, and we vlog every um, race weekend, wow. Formula One, F2, and my World Endurance Championship stuff. And now we just started as well the English channel. Um, you guys, just English is great. Uh, thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, what good. do you mean? You guys like lived in America. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we wanted to do it in English as well because not a lot of drivers, um, you know, do it. But we love uh, creating the content and stuff. Yeah. So we have all the behind the scenes, like following the race weekend, Formula 2, Formula 1 with Haas. And we but were just doing, in Portugal. When you say you've got an English one, like, are you now stopping the Portuguese one to do the English one? Or are you doing both? We're doing both. How, yeah. how you do you just you say one line and then you say it in the other language yeah so we try yeah. to take different occasions and like prioritize in the racing like this like we'll speak more english on the camera and this will speak more portuguese and it's all like kind of raw behind the scenes of like going start waking up at the hotel meeting your teammate for breakfast going to the track brush your teeth in portuguese and brush yeah. your teeth in english yeah <laughs> basically i actually like because Josh's is very foreign, essentially, but there's content creators in Monaco doing the same thing. They 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 uh, record in French and in English, yeah, and literally they'll they'll have two shoots of getting in the car, and the first one's in French and the second one's in English. Like but it's it, a lot of work. It's like to yeah. do it at both, but that's why we try to prioritize different situations. Yeah. And anyways, our main language with the team is in English. So like, if our videographer is there filming us and we're speaking to the engineer about like strategy It'd or whatever, English, it's like yeah. English. So, yeah, that makes sense. That's why we decided to do that uh, YouTube channel there, and so um, so, yeah. so so going back a, a couple steps, then the you started driving. You came over to Europe, and then when did you start driving in like the competitions? Like when when did that happen? So when I came um, to Europe and uh, I came, I moved to England, um, twenty thirteen. I started racing uh, Formula Four, yeah, and the wow. British Formula Renault. So there was a couple different championships, but nowadays uh, f the form Formula One made like a ladder, right? So to get to Formula One, you do karting, then you go from cars, you go to Formula Four, yeah, Formula Three, Formula Two, which my brother's in now, and then you get to Formula One, right? So at yeah. the time I, I came here, I was racing the equivalent of Formula Four, yeah, and uh, I won the the British Formula Renault Championship uh, that year, and then I won the Asian Formula Three Championship. Then I won the World Series Championship, and then I... And this is racing like, wow. for a team, though, right? Yeah, you, different different teams. Because that's what I find. So, so a thing that I don't... I get, but don't... Maybe other people don't get is you're not like... You don't compete as kind of yourself. You Obviously, you do compete as yourself, but you are always attached to kind of like almost like Josh, a brand. it's very easy. The car that they're not driving is not their car. Right. Yeah. yeah. They are the pilot. 
yes. somebody else owns the car yeah. and is making sure that that car is the absolute pinnacle perfect piece of material for them to drive. I want yeah. them to tell me this, Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he does a very good job at yeah, at so explaining it. So, so like, and, it's, yeah. and it's also not just car brands, is it? That no. So in the, in the junior series, so the junior series like F two, F three, F four, um, there it's a single make category. So all the cars. Um, okay. are the same basically yeah but they're not like there are better teams that prepare the cars better but they're the same equipment for everybody right we're in formula one there's teams that make their own engines make their own cars so then the cars right. are different right. <laughs> yeah and and how kind of jumping ahead a bit but how when it, when someone wins a race out of interest what do you guys think the proportion is on how much of that was the car and how much of it was the driver? Well, that depends on the championship, like I just explained. Yeah. yeah, I think it depends on the championship. But obviously, people always say, oh, yeah, Formula One matters more about the car. I mean, it does because every team is developing their own car. Yeah. So if you give a driver a piece of junk, like you're not going to go anywhere. Sure. But if you put as well a driver that's mediocre, he's also not going to win. So it's right, like, okay. you that's know. That's what I'm it, curious about because like, obviously there are some of the top drivers and – but hypothetically if they were in one of the cars of one of the not as good drivers in f1 they they wouldn't win or much more yeah. like unlikely to win but i think that because <clears throat> formula one it's like you have the 20 you have 20 drivers there and probably like eight reserve drivers so let's say you have 20 drivers on the grid those are like the 20 best almost so like those guys are so close best to each other anyways it's like the mediocre driver there was not mediocre he's like amazing driver right right, right. he would if he goes to the best car from a mediocre, for sure he would still have a very good chance yeah. at winning. Because you still got, like, imagine football. How many uh, players do you have playing in the Premier League? Yeah. Now, if you take that and you just get, like, the 25 best or whatever, yeah. and you put them there, then imagine, like, all those guys are very yeah. good. Th th this is something that people fail to understand, in my opinion, how rare Formula One seats are. They're extremely rare, all right? It's... It's a world championship. So on the on the world's level, you've got 20 seats. 20. And a lot of these guys have multiple year contracts. So there's some drivers out there who've been Formula One drivers for 10 plus years. That leaves that makes it 19 seats. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. so difficult to break through. Rare. It's incredible. Like it, it, it's it's like a world league. Like it's, so, it's did incredible. You guys, so so for you guys to be working your way up the chain, were you changing teams or have you stuck with the same teams to get to where you are now? No, so in the junior series, um, you you change you change teams, right? You yeah. can explain it. Yeah. So in the in the junior series, um, obviously you go you you obviously each year you can you can maybe do another if you have an, a year uh, a really good year with a. A team you can repeat the year and uh, you know try and yeah. let's say you didn't win the championship you can try and go for it in the second year um in my case like uh I, last year i was in a team uh called shrews which is a czech team and they're a pretty small team in uh, formula two uh, but everyone there works really well together and i was uh, living in prague and it was a, a rookie year for me and i had a, a really good season um i was fighting for top three until the uh, the last round, and then I was a, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to join the Red Bull uh, yeah. team. So and they they have a junior team, um, 
and then I moved. That's why I moved here, because then I switched teams to a team called Carlin Racing, um, which is based in uh, in the UK. And I'm doing another year of Formula Two, but with a different team. Right. Um, so, so yeah. I just quickly want to touch on that. So you are in the Red Bull Red Bull Junior Academy, which yeah. essentially is 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 an academy for younger drivers to prepare them for Formula One. Is that yeah. essentially what it is? Yeah, that's that's basically yeah. what it is. So it's uh it's a junior team. There's in Formula Two. There's um six junior drivers right now. Yeah. So you you're basically yeah. if you watch the Formula Two race. You'll probably see uh, a lot of uh, Red Bull colors because yeah. there's a lot of uh, Red Bull liveries. So, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, out of the 22 cars, there's six that. So have, yeah. Red Bull in Formula One has two seats, right? One still, one has another con a contract for another five years. So over the next five years, hypothetically speaking, there's only one potential seat available. But then they normally, have, I'll, yeah, yeah. So normally, how I'll, how it works, uh, Red Bull has uh, the two. Uh, obviously, Red Bull Racing um, uh, team, and then they have Alpha Tauri yeah. as well. Okay. Which is their, yeah. So, uh, so, so to explain this for Josh, all right, what does Alpha Tauri stand for? In it, if you just translate it from Spanish to English, uh, it's like Alpha yeah. Bull, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's Alpha it's, Bull. It's it's like I think uh, yeah, it's it's basically Red Bull's team, all right. Right. But it's it's just is this on how the they side. is this how they get around with getting more seats by just changing their name slightly i think so i think it's like they they use it as their their b team so like if they have a like team a, in formula one yeah so if they have like a promising young guy coming from formula two let's say out of the six uh junior drivers they have in f2 one of those guys is like the best one then they would go and put them in this right uh, they team. would they would put them in the b team for formula one to then eventually select one for the a yeah. team in formula one yes so yeah jelly knows, <laughs> <He> knows <laughs> it's, it, i think it's it like it's incredible that out of these 20 drivers out of these 20 seats that you have in formula one there's still a a a teams and b teams and maybe potentially some years even see but so Enzo, you're you're going to be fighting your your peers to get to move up the chain effectively you need to be better than those people that you're with yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. how are I you mean, doing yeah, this year has been a tough start, a really difficult okay. start. So the, there's 14 rounds uh, to the championship, um, and now there's 11 rounds uh, to go. To go, and the first three race weekends. So the first two was was good. Then Melbourne, uh, yeah, was not good. We had a lot of pace. We were really quick, uh, but it just nothing came together. I missed the line in qualifying by like half a second. So I was on a really good lap in qualifying at Melbourne to qualify like. I think P4, P3, and just as I was crossing the line, the red flag came out. Nah. So your lap doesn't count, and I ended up finishing 16th, right. uh, and then the races, yeah, it didn't go well. Can, so, Can you explain to Josh what a red flag is? So basically a red flag is um, if there's a car stopped on track or a car has or crashed, crashed right. um, and they, have they to basically... Stop the session. Yeah, so they have to go and get the car. Uh, because the car cannot make it back to the pits, yeah. they will have to red flag the session, uh, which means they, every every car that's on track needs to go to the pits um, at a safe speed, right? keep a consistent speed as well, and you cannot overtake when the red flag is out. So that's very important because you can get a penalty if you overtake when the red it's, flag it's is out. It's basically a pause button. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. So why did that mess you up though, right at the end? So I was, you know, I was doing my lap um, and finishing came out of the last corner and I'm, you know, basically I finished my lap on, on the dash. Uh, but as soon as I was crossing the finish line, the red flag came out. So just before I crossed the finish line, the red it. flag came out. So They're basically like, any, pause. Yeah. So anytime that crosses the finish line, uh, it doesn't, doesn't count anymore. Right. And that, that's um, where that he was qualifying for his starting position, which is super important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it was very, and then they, they didn't resume the session anymore. So, cause it was oh. towards the end. So I ended up finishing uh, 16th, 16th, but I should have been like I mean, like that fourth. sounds super unfair. It was very frustrating. Yeah, it was very frustrating. It's, it's not unfair, it's Josh, just because the same rules apply to everyone. Yeah. yeah. So hypothetically speaking, the team should have sent Enzo out a second earlier. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, you know, Vic, yeah, he, knows, yeah. he knows a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like he's working yeah. with some teams. Or something. I have a feeling that he's, no. I'm starting my own team, guys. <laughs> yeah. that's, no, but I mean, it, at, at the end of the day, it's um, the team is also me because we all work together. Yeah, no, you know, I know, so I'm know, never yeah. going to go back and, and no, blame no. the team. Oh, this, you guys should have sent me out 10 seconds or no, because we work together and we make the decisions. Yeah. Together, it just didn't go our way that day. It was f very frustrating because Melbourne was qualifying was extremely important because it right. it's a difficult track to overtake. Um, so yeah, I was extremely frustrated. Uh, it's been a difficult uh, first three rounds, but we have a lot of pace. There's still 11 rounds to go, a lot of points on the table. So yeah, I'm gonna make a a, a very strong comeback. Nice man. Good. We're yeah. really we're really <laughs> like I'm rooting for you, man. Thank I'm you. really rooting. I I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna be at any races this year. I've been to so many so many Formula One races. Which, by the way, Josh. Okay, like maybe I, I need to explain everything to this guy. Right? <laughs> On yeah. a Formula One race day, yeah. they also hold Formula Two races. Oh, I didn't even know and that. some I, I think this year as well Formula Three races. Formula Three races. As yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. Porsche Cup. Yeah, Porsche Cup as well. So basically, right, it's a giant circus traveling over the world, <laughs> hosting all these cha championships yeah. at different at different circuits. Right. Yeah. You said you would take me to a race at some point. I, I did. Yeah. I, I I am really hoping for Silverstone this year. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. Yeah. But uh, as a content creator, I have two options. All right, buy a ticket, which everybody. Yeah, well, they take it, it ticket costs money, but everybody <laughs> essentially has the same opportunity unless they're sold out. Um, or hope for an invite. Well, you have our invitation. You have <laughs> yes! yeah, both of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You have our invitations. If, if I'm at the Formula One race, yeah. um, I can always uh, ask for a pass uh, with Haas and stuff. So oh. if you guys ever want to come in as well we, with Formula Two with yeah. Enzo. That's great, guys. So you really guys can invite us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, sure. that's you guys cool. can have guests. So <laughs> I, I've been invited by McLaren before, uh, Mercedes, and I think Williams. Uh, so they were nice enough to get me to is this, get me is on Is he board. name dropping? Is that name? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> name dropping. <laughs> so, so the thing is, right, like they don't really ask anything like from me. And the drivers didn't know me either, but like they just wanted some show, social things and they wanted to record it. And I'm, I like, I don't ask money for it or anything. I'm just like thankful to be able to right. come to a they race. Do, but yeah, so I've seen other people get invited before though. So yeah, and that's the, the one thing. The one thing is though, then that with an invitation, you still don't have a seat. <laughs> you like to watch from? Yeah. Yeah, because you're there in the garage and so you didn't standing. have a. Oh, oh Josh doesn't understand, understand the garage. Yes, yeah, so you don't have a, 
So you don't have a seat. It's not like a grandstand ticket. Yeah. So you're like, oh. you're watching, you're still watching the race from the TV. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. but you're actually, but you're, you're there inside the, the team. Yeah. Which I think is very cool. It's, though. it's yeah, incredible. It's like, I mean, but like, sometimes you can't even see the car when you're there. When you have like the paddock pass, yeah. people are like, oh, that's awesome. It's like, and I have some guests that comes like, but where do I see the cars? Like, oh, you can see them like pulling out of the garage. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't go to but, the corner. But if you're in a, in a seat, how much of the race can you even see? Every time they come by. Yeah. Right. Depends which, on the track. Which uh, depends okay. on the seat Maybe as can, well. can I ask you guys like, what, like Formula 2, let's start there. What's like the top speed you guys are going at? So in um, at Monza uh, last year, I reached three hundred thirty-five kph kilometers Wait, what, what per is, hour. What is that in miles per hour? Uh, probably two hundred and ten, two hundred twenty, yeah, something like uh, that. Like one one ninety. One ninety. Yeah. All right. No, no, I think it's more. Two ten. I don't think you get no two hundred around yeah, two hundred five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it, in other words, it's pretty quick. Yeah. And what what's like top speed in Formula One? No, it's like probably. I'd say like 380. 380? Yeah. It's pretty quick. Yeah. It's like yeah, you don't want to flip at that speed. Half the, half the max speed yeah, like 370, of, of, of an airplane. Yeah. Half think the max speed of an airplane. Thing about Formula One is it's not a, the straight line speed. It's the cornering speed. So right. that's the, the yeah. in Formula One, the, the amount of downforce they have, like the amount of speed, the amount of Gs they're pulling through a corner is what... For yeah. me as a driver is what is impressive. I know for you guys, like, oh, the speed down the straight is very yeah. quick. Yeah, but when you drive but the when Formula One car for the first time, it's the speed you can carry through the corner. So, like, you know how airplanes have wings so they can fly? Yeah. Yeah, we I do have, know that. We have wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have wings in the opposite direction to make us, like, be stuck to the yeah, ground. Yeah, okay. So the F1 car is, like, by far the car that's most, like, stuck to the ground. So you're so like planted. you can go through a corner yeah. if you're going through a roundabout, and you're with like a very heavy and truck or whatever. You can feel the car going like this. Imagine going like a super low car that's like literally glued to the ground. You can you go through shoot. the roundabout. And, and talk, like, talking about glue, all right. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, when when you're driving all these speeds, all right, the only thing that's touching the ground are your tires. So essentially. The entire purpose of, of all your mechanics and, and, and downforce creating or creating downforce is to make sure that your tires are stuck to the ground. Now, what also happens is that these tires get warm, <laughs> all right? Yes. And yeah. they get extremely hot. You can start smelling the rubber. Now, <laughs> when, when, you, when they get extremely hot, Josh, what happens when rubber gets hot? It melts? Yeah, and what happens yeah. then? It's sticky. Okay. These cars are actually glued to the road. But if you drove really fast, do you think you could flip it around a corner? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. You just because it's so it's so yeah. low the car. The car is like so low. You're like this much from the ground. So like imagine obviously if it was like a truck, less than an inch, right? Less yeah. Than an inch. So if you're like within a, in a truck, obviously if you're going super quick, you're like flip it. But the car is like, it's like super so low. low. Like yeah, my head is just... probably like. So here. that would be, you'd have to be really like really skillful. To flip it. Yeah, to flip it. You, you're going to need some... So that like, could be yeah, a new, well. uh, new sport. Flipping <laughs> an F1 car. Yeah, I mean, that'd be fun. Uh, I mean, be like a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder yeah, probably flip shotting. the car. Yeah. I, I want to ask you guys something. Why, why, are, why are seats in Formula 1 called seats when you're technically laying down? Um, I guess because it's like it's actually like a little bucket, right? It's not yeah, like a seat. Yeah, it's like a little... They're called bucket little, It's like a little glove. Yeah, I So when you, sit, when you sit inside you... It's it's molded to your body. 
you specifically or just like anyone? Anyone. So basically okay. in Formula One or uh, Formula Two. No, no, you, specifically for you, right? Yeah, just for me. So we right. mold our seats. So we we get a molding of of our whole, we do a seat fit before the season starts. Basically, wow. we have to go to the race team. We have a, um, a gentleman there that just specifies on seat fitting and he has all the materials to do it. And it takes approximately about... Depends on the driver, but for me, it took me eight hours to do my seat. Jeez, which, you're so picky. Yeah, because <laughs> drivers it takes longer. I do it much faster. Yeah. But Twenty minutes. Yeah, it, it molds it molds your body so that when you're seated in the car, it's you're perfectly comfortable and you have the support for when you're. You know, yeah. I don't know why I uh, I had in my mind that I just assumed you kind of get in and you just like you just like. Zzz. Yeah, no, no, adjust no, the about pedals, right. and there we go. <laughs> you, or you've got like a, a manual one. You just I'm, pull up at the bottom, and you just skirt it back and forth. I'm sure yes. when, you're, when you're when your grandfather was racing, uh, it was a little bit more manual like that. Were there seats being manually? It, it wasn't manual, but it was much more. Um, I think more you know old school style, yeah. not as perfect. Everything Thing nowadays, like pillows. Like, they, even had, uh, yeah, like, they even had. Yeah, they They even had to uh, let go of the steering wheel to change gears. Yeah. We said they have pillows. No, I don't think they did. They, my brother. It really, I'm sure I was I was watching something on YouTube that <laughs> like in the 50s, 1950s when Formula One first started. Like sometimes if a driver wanted to adjust uh, something, I saw that on YouTube. I I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of facts yeah. on just, YouTube. Yeah. So I heard that you like to adjust the seat, you could just like put some pillows or something. Nowadays, we can actually do that. Like if I'm having a bit of a like if I have a bit of a cramp on my lower back, I feel like something's bumping into mm. me. I can put not a pillow, but a we foam. can put like memory foam yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to make it softer or we can get the knife, shave the seat off. Yeah. So do you so, have yeah. any um, <laughs> do you have any temperature control in there? No, no. that's for me is the toughest thing oh. yeah, is the heat. Jesus. Especially like I race closed cockpit cars as well. Yeah. So like the car's fully closed, but it gets to like probably 50 degrees Celsius inside the car. And like yeah. you're in there for like two hours. How I, do you breathe, dude? Yeah, dude. Like that's nah, the toughest yeah. part. It's like I struggle sometimes with dehydration. Like my muscles start cramping when I get out of the car and stuff. And, oh my uh, God. It's, it's bad. Yeah. But that's when electrolytes come into place. Yeah, that's so why you need to drink yeah. a lot. So we, oh, really? before our races, uh, you know, Two days before we already start, you know, drinking electrolytes to avoid, um, yeah, cramping and stuff. You got to make sure you're super that. Well, so. I always thought electrolytes were just like a hype. No, no, it helps. It helps replace it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you need it for playing gaming videos. Hey, though. man, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah. I mean, that's incredible, though. Yeah, it's very, uh, <sighs> so like, over over the years, a lot of things have changed. And one of those things I wanted to touch on is safety, all right? You guys are essentially uh, um, risking your lives by driving these cars. Yeah, obviously the safety has improved massively yeah. um, throughout the years. And uh, obviously, like, in back in the 70s or 80s, the drivers would race and... Uh, when they would crash, the chances of uh, dying was very high mm. um, because the car would sometimes just explode. Um, now with you know the protection in the car and stuff, it's much harder for a driver to get injured and as well have a fatal crash. 
but it, it it still does happen it is a dangerous sport some people you know uh, sometimes forget that we've had very bad accidents can before. we talk about that can we talk about uh, uh enzo and, and what was your like what was the worst crash you've had so I'll, do you want to go f you want to talk about yours first or yeah we'll get, whoever wants to go first uh, yeah i'll go yeah so i had my i had a pretty bad accident at the end of um 2021 uh it was towards the end of the season it was one of i think my first it was my second race in formula two because i had jumped in with a bit of the season left um and it was a um, an accident in the start uh post share uh stalled the car and I had a really good start. I was coming. I was in the the draft of uh, someone else in the slipstream, and that guy. We we out. have slipstreams in GTA. <laughs> oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're great. Sorry, you <laughs> go on. You go on. Is it strong though? Is it? Yeah, like yeah. A... That's the best way to overtake in GTA. <laughs> is to get the really? Slipstream. So you get it. That's yeah. crazy. All right, you yeah. you continue. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very cool, though. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It's not. It's not yeah. that so cool. So you were. So it was at yeah. the start of the race. You yeah, guys so it was were at the start still. when yeah when the lights went out and then Pochere stalled. So he did. Pochere is the other driver. Yeah, Pochere is the other uh, driver, and um, I was had a really good start. I was going to overtake this one guy, and then boom, yeah, it just went straight. You in. crashed into him. The crash into the guy standing still. Yeah. So it was a yeah massive crash and um at what, yeah at was, what speed do you think you hit him i hit him i don't know i actually i haven't checked that but yeah, i know but the let, let, let me explain a bit because i was there standing on on his star when that happened you were and, watching yeah i was watching then people were like oh your brother had a massive crash whatever and i was there in the pit lane obviously the start happens right next to the right. pit lane and uh i went to where his car was and i saw the ambulances arriving i'm like jesus it was like this must be something big when i looked at his car his pedals like where you put your feet at the pedal and brake was like out out of the car and i was like jesus like he must have shattered his legs because i i got in an accident before that i'll get into after but I, I broke my legs and i was like he for sure broke his legs and i hadn't seen him yet he was inside the ambulance and i was like my god like my heart just like yeah. stopped and then i went into the ambulance with him and uh i saw that he was you know conscious at the time um and luckily he had only broken his uh, he shattered his um his his heel um in in the accident but he was super lucky i think because yeah, he was, was so lucky. small he's small the no so basically when being sh yeah so it's something uh very good actually like people joke around oh you're so short this and that so actually being short in this situation that i was in was i was actually very fortunate because when you sit inside the car you're basically with your your knees and your you know the pedals are there and then you have this foam that's on top um that to protect you normally, your knees. yeah you normally use it like when you're going through the corners you so you don't get bumps on your like bruises from hitting just the on your knees right yeah so you have a, like a pr protective foam basically my knees are the foam just starts about here yeah. so when i crashed my knee was able to come back uh, so if i was oh, taller you would have stuck yeah would have gotten stuck and then all of this would have shattered so I was, that's why about being being like short i was very fortunate this is why jelly's so short. into it yeah yeah <laughs> you know i i've been bullied my entire life about being a short guy how tall are you i'm 172 centimeters oh i'm 171 yeah. so i'm one i'm one meter 67 so we're, we're all like five six five eight yeah yeah <laughs> something, that was something how tall are you? i'm 180 centimeters yeah. so Wow. So they, I've been bullied my entire life, and uh, maybe I should. Sometimes just it helps. Formula, yeah, I should have yeah, just yeah. been a Formula driver. Yeah. <laughs> then it would have been okay. Yeah. 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 But, but so 
you're you were okay. You, I was fine. The good thing about it was I don't remember anything of the crash, so I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a great. You don't thing. remember anything? No. Yeah, I don't remember. Did anything. you hit your head? No, I don't. It just don't. I got no, just, obviously it was such a big, like blows so, so many G's that you just. Do you know you, how you many get, G's? You're not, you get knocked you out. So, I think it was yeah, over it was, 80, right? Yeah, over 80 G's. 80 G's. Front, frontal G. So, yeah, it was... Uh, how, how, how many G's is a jet fighter, fighter pool? About like six, seven, eight. He did 80 G's. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't know what that means. But. You don't know what G's are? Yeah, I know what G's are, but I don't, I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what that's Earth like. Earth is pulling you by one yeah, G. Yeah, you can explain it more, but it doesn't... Yeah. So like basically the way the the time that he stopped he went from I don't know 130 miles an hour to zero was like super fast because he hit like basically right. a dead stop so it went from like 130 to like nothing in like right. a split second so it was like your body was like Bruh. yeah yeah so that was uh it was a hard time in my in my career because it was obviously as a racing driver you have an accident like this and then you know could be the you, end yeah you never know so it was a very a difficult moment but luckily um i was very fortunate like my brother said i, I it could have been much worse i made a very good recovery uh and i came how back long did it take to recover about two months two months but obviously i came back and i was still not like 100 yeah, percent yeah, in yeah, the yeah. first couple races of last year uh but yeah i had an, an unbelievable rookie season last year it was a great comeback um nice wow job, man. yeah so it was a to the actually a cool story to look back at now, yeah because yeah, you know? yeah. obviously when you when you go through these tough moments um you know the the recovery time all that when you're at home and uh, you know you have a lot of time to think reflect and uh you know when you're going through these difficult moments i think you come out stronger uh, were you lucky that it was also the end of the season yeah, yeah, that I gave think. you more time oh, yeah. to recover before the next season. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so when the next season started, were you good to go? Or I still wasn't. Um, you weren't fully recovered. Yeah, I wasn't fully recovered. So I was in the first race weekend in Bahrain. I had a lot of pain on my right heel. Like it was still. Yeah. Uh, it was From still a not, crash months ago. Yeah, I was yeah. still and just back in the car, man. And, and do you? Do you, when you get back in, are you you feel a bit rusty? Like, do you, do you have to, you no, know what I mean? Yeah, well, not really, because I, I came back and obviously we were already driving the simulator a month before at uh, home. Okay. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have been driving the simulator, but I was already wanting to go back in. I was driving with, like, racing and doing streams on Twitch, which that was helping me, uh, you know, to get back up yeah. to speed. It actually uh, helped. So, huh. yeah, when I came back in, Took like one or two laps and I was already on it. So yeah, it's a, it's it's like like how do I say it? Embedded <laughs> yeah. in embedded. their brain. Embedded. Yeah. Embedded. embedded. So, so oh, it's not bread. So um, <laughs> no, it's not bread. Uh, no, embedded. So um, prefer bread. So Pietro, then did you had a a worse crash? Um, yeah, it was it was different. So mine was in um in 2018. Um, I was racing at Spa, which is like a famous uh, track. They have a very fast corner there called Il Rouge. So it's like uphill, flat out. Um, as I was going through the corner, I was racing this LMP1 car. So it's like this prototype car, 1,000 horsepower, super fast. And uh, I lose steering in the middle of the corner. And I go straight in the wall. Luckily, Enzo forgot the crash. I still remember mine. Um, I hit the wall. I remember just before, usually when we're about to crash, I never was scared never at this time before like a split second before crashing i was like fuck this is gonna be this is gonna be a <laughs> tough this is gonna be a big impact yeah. and then i hit the wall 
And um, initially, I didn't feel anything. Um, the car wasn't had a door. The door opened on the crash, and I unbuckled. When I went to climb out, I was like, well, I have a lot of pain in my legs. And uh, I looked down, and my legs were, like, completely, like, tangled. Like, this part of my leg was, my foot was up here. <laughs> my right ankle was all the way to the <laughs> to the right. Like, my foot was here. They were pointing and, towards the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, seriously, my leg was, like, in a Z. And uh, I, I just looked down. And when you look down, and I think because the adrenaline, initially, I didn't feel it. But when I saw it, that's when the pain came in. Yeah. And for them to take me out of the car, it took Ooh. them like 45 minutes to an hour. And it was dangling like it was just... Dude, it was the worst pain I've ever <laughs> felt in my life. But it was a, a comp composite compost. It was a compound fracture. Compound so it was fracture. like the bones out. were out and stuff. And um, I remember the marshal was there like, and the doctors were like holding my hand. And I was like, just please get me out. Took them 45 minutes. And um, when they lifted me. That's when I, I then I, I passed out. Then they airlifted me to the hospital and I had surgery that How night. How long ago was that? That was 2018. So that was, uh, that was uh, yeah, five, uh, five years ago. But, um, yeah. but how, yeah. how long does it take to recover from two legs that are tangling on? So I actually came back very quick. Um, I, I went to Indianapolis to do all my recovery because I was meant to race the Indy 500 that year. Oh. So I had the motorhome there ready and everything. But I actually went there to the track to do all my physical therapy. I stayed in the motorhome with my mom, and they had a, a medical center there. And I would go every morning, do um, physical therapy, um, and I would do uh, all my training, like upper body training. So I was in a wheelchair, but training my upper body. And two months after the accident, um, I was back racing an IndyCar. My leg was still broken. Um, one of my, my left leg was still broken, but I put this uh, carbon fiber brace on it. Um, that I would use under my suit. That's pretty cool. And it would protect it, yeah. And uh, I was able to race with uh, with with a broken leg because I had this opportunity in IndyCar and I didn't want to give it up. So you wrote you raced the Indy 500. No, so I raced. Uh, I had to miss the Indy 500, but oh, okay. I did other races. Yeah. And I had good results. It was with my best leg. Indy. Yeah. And that's what got me the opportunity to test with Haas at the end of the at the end of the season <sighs> of that year. Yeah. So. And uh, I quickly want to touch on that as well. Um, you got the opportunity with Haas because they also lost a driver. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, I joined Haas in end of 2018. Um, and then in 2020, uh, Roman Grosjean had the, yeah. the big accident, which was on Netflix and stuff. Have you seen this accident, Josh? No. Yeah, he was very It was lucky. on my to-do list of stuff. To <laughs> I told him, <laughs> to I told him yeah. you have to see like this accident because yeah. the thing is about the accident, it... It uh, for people who don't know the sport that well, you can see like the amount of risk that these guys are carrying, right? So basically, what happened uh, is that he crashed into a barrier. His car exploded with a massive fireball and split in half. Right. And he's still the guy's still sitting in the car. Yeah. Yeah. He could he couldn't get out. That was a problem. It was, he was in fire. He was on flames. Yeah. So and how, yeah. how's he doing today? No, he, he, he recovered well. Like, he was able to finally get out. And because Formula One have all the cameras, they have all the scenes. And it was, like, incredible seeing him, like, run out, like, come out of the car on fire. He, he walks, jump out. like, in a way, it's, like, the coolest shot ever. Like, it is a very you're cool like, shot. You, you kind of think, like, oh, like, damn, he's, like, he's in trouble. He's in huge trouble. And then you see this guy <laughs> standing up out of his seat. Because he was in there in for, like, 20 fire. seconds. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch it live, 
which uh, that would have been terrifying because then you don't know what's, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with the driver and if he's okay and whatnot. But uh, I saw it on Netflix and uh, they did a fantastic job at uh, making it. Was that on the, epic, which yeah, is kind of, it's kind of weird as well. Cause like he got seriously hurt, but the, the, yeah, Netflix. So like, is that on the, wow. the Netflix series, the drive? <laughs> drive to survive. Yeah. Drive to survive. Okay. Yeah. So is he, so he then he's not racing anymore then? No, he is. He made a recovery and he, he's racing an Indy car now. Uh, he's okay. actually doing very well there. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. So he, he just had a couple of burns in his hands, right? Yeah. So he had severe burns in his severe, hands. Severe um, burns. But other than that, he was fine, which is super lucky, man. If he wow. would have like passed out or broken an ankle or something, couldn't get out of the car, he would have been like toast, Hooked. literally, Hooked. yeah. Because he wouldn't got for them to put out those flames. It would have like taken too no, long. No, it's fuel. Like uh, you yeah. don't just put that out. Uh, what I find interesting, right, is that these crashes, Enzo, you severely hurt your legs, broken ankle, right? Heel, heel, yeah. Heel, yeah. Bro broken heel. Pietro, you broke both your legs. And this other guy, he he severely burned his hands. Uh, are we not seeing something here? Like, the only tools that you essentially need to drive a car are the ones that get damaged. Yeah. Those are the most exposed ones, especially the legs. Because when you have, like, frontal impact and stuff, it it's crazy. The car snaps. And, are there and not other ways to... No, but yeah, now, I mean, nowadays, it's like... the the. Compared to how it was back then, nowadays the, the cars are much safer. Right. Like, yeah. FIA has done an incredible job. You know, the cars nowadays are really uh, safe. Ba back in the day, you would have yeah, like, like, let's say back there was more cars in the F1 grid, but you'd have like 26 to 30 drivers starting the season. And you would know that by the end of the season, maybe one or two would die. Yeah, but back in the day, it was like when our happen. grandfather was racing yeah, like in, in the so 70s. That's, you know, so that's why back in the day, it was easier to uh, get into it as well. Yeah, <laughs> probably. No, honestly, my granddad had the opportunity because the driver died. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously. That's driver, he, he was the reserve driver, and um, I forgot the, the name of the driver now, but the driver died, and that gave my grandfather the opportunity to, to get into the seat. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's so, kind of a messed up sport as well. So you're, so you're With the safety rules now, now though. Yeah, I'm reserved for for Haas and F1, and so I, you're punching the air that they made it safer. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, you never want to like. Just realize what you said. Like, that was me. You don't want people to die, Josh. So what are you talking about? No, I know, I know, but everyone wants an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> Maybe like a stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> you like some shrimp? I got some special <laughs> shrimp for you. <laughs> Come to my friend's restaurant. <laughs> Jesus <Okay>. Christ! <laughs> Typically pick this on the menu. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, so when you are a reserve driver, is that the sort of like it's you you may or may not rate like it can be last second that you race. Yeah, that's what happened when the uh, Grosjean had the accident. I jumped in for him in two F1 races in 2020. Um, I also test the car throughout the year, so helping with testing development. We do a lot of simulator work. Mm -hmm. So F1 teams have like these professional simulators, like million dollar simulators that they do all the development in. So we're in that a lot. Um, but I also race uh, other things alongside. Right. So I have to attend most of the F1 races, like 90% of them. And then I'm also racing um, endurance races. So like 24 hour races and stuff like that. And, and, and I think- Le Mans is 24 yeah. hour? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, that this, is, this is more so coming from the, not understanding it too much, but I think it might be interesting for other people. So are you like a, effectively like a, as the reserve part, is that like a part-time job? 
and then you've got like other jobs. Like, do you get paid yeah. for the individual thing? So I think it's like a, yeah, it's like I could be the reserve driver, but as well uh, do other racing right. stuff. But the being the reserve driver, that's kind of like that is a that's like one job. Yeah, it's one and job, you get, like, and then a salary whatever for that. Or, yeah, yeah, and then whatever I have, uh, anything else with other racing, that's something uh, a part that I do. But they they have a requirement on like a minimum amount of hours you spend working with them. So I have a, a requirement of um, how many races I I need to attend. So I could only if I have clashes with other commitments like races, yeah. I could only miss uh, like oh, a okay. certain amount of F one races. And are they other are there other reserve drivers? Yeah, um, yeah there okay. are in other teams. Yeah, right. Okay. Does everyone have a reserve driver or not? Um, yeah, but some teams like uh, don't have it, and they use like another team's reserve driver. It's like a bit yeah. Interesting. Some teams they work together have like yeah. for example, Mercedes. They develop their own engines, but uh, or right? yeah, they do, yeah. and they rent them out to right. other teams. That for example, McLaren has a Mercedes yeah. engine. Williams. So there's uh, the, it, McLaren drives a Mercedes <clears throat> engine. Josh, does yeah. that make any sense to you? Not particularly, but no, exactly. So. <laughs> There's um, now in Formula One, there's three manufacturers, right, for engines. Oh, no, I think there's much more. Honda. No, Honda, Ferrari, Ferrari Mercedes, Mercedes, Alpine, which is Renault. Well, uh, Renault. Can I ask you a question, Enzo? Uh, your, your name, Enzo. Did your parents name you Enzo because of Enzo Ferrari? No, so it was actually my, um, my great-grandfather uh, and great-grandmother that told my Gave the idea to my mom uh, to, to name, name Enzo. En uh, yeah, Enzo. So uh, if you notice, like my brother's name is Pietro and my sister's name is Valentina, which is all like it's all Itali very Italian, Italian names. names. Yes. Yeah, so we. You guys um, have Italian heritage as well? Yes. Or? Yeah. 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 Wow. We do. So my great grandfather was from Italy. Oh, wow. You so guys we speak have, Italian? We have. Uh, yeah. I speak Italian. So I, w I was. Um, when I was like 15 years old, I uh, signed with Ferrari. Yeah. And I was living in uh, Maranello for four years. So I learned uh, Italian. I was, yeah. I, I now, Maranello is a city of Ferrari. So yeah. everything Ferrari, Ferrari is a town. Yeah. And, and who's Enzo Ferrari? The Enzo. creator of Ferrari. Yeah. The, the, the founder. It's helpful, the founder. It's yeah. helpful context. Yeah. <laughs> it is helpful context. Yes. It is the Ferrari guy. Yeah. Like yeah. it's Enzo Ferrari. It's his name. And the ultimate Ferrari, essentially, well, is La Ferrari or the Enzo Ferrari. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. the Enzo Ferrari is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So I think it'd be interesting to learn a bit more now about what you guys are doing outside of the racing, <clears throat> though. So so you guys obviously have got the T-shirts on right now. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the so you guys have got like a, I don't, like a, like a business together? No, it's yeah. like it's it just sort of like, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's our it's our brand. I mean, like when we first started the doing Twitch streaming, we're like, oh, we're going to create Enzo's channel and my channel. But I was like, no, why don't we create the Fittipaldi Brothers channel and do everything together? I think that's cooler. Yeah. We live together. We're always together at the race weekends and stuff. Um, so that's what we started, you know, so doing all the Twitch streaming um uh, streaming on Kick as well yeah. now, mm -hmm. and uh, on on our YouTube channel. So we just it's the Fittipaldi brothers a nice. dream to get yeah. to Fornia. I mean, <laughs> is it is it is that quite common with drivers right now to be doing like vlogs and stuff to like it, it, to flat? You see it more and more, right? It's more and more. It's I getting think we more and more. One more of the first, yeah, we were one yeah. of the first ones. I think the uh, the very first first one that I I think was Lando Norris. Yeah, that he was yeah. doing, doing the it. Twitch stream yeah. and stuff, and then like we started doing <clears> it, but like we started doing it. A lot. We're like, if we do, we got to like full yeah, man. on it. 
I, I wanted to I wanted to say, right, Josh, like Formula One, Josh, we used to be kind of like an like a sport that only old people watched. Mm. Yeah, right? If yeah. I can if I can say that. Yes. And because of Netflix, yeah, for the first time ever, younger people are now and, interested and it was, in the sport. It was because of the Netflix show. Yeah, I think well, but yeah. Netflix helped dramatically. A lot. Yeah. Dramatically, yeah. right? But I, I, Especially yeah. in the US. Yes. And because now there's three US races on yeah, the calendar. Yeah, Las Vegas this year. this year now, yeah. So and, and, and previously there was maybe one and sometimes one. none. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think the way that Formula One is on um, digital media, I think they're much better than any other sport. And, and, and this and is because an American company essentially bought the, 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 the publishing rights for Formula One. Uh, yeah. So they're heavily pushing it in the US and all of a sudden they're on board and like young people are watching it now all over social media. And that's why it makes sense for Formula One drivers to also start uh, social media careers essentially on the right. side, right? Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, all the guys or most of the guys have Instagram channels. Yeah, everyone, big. I think everyone Yeah, everyone, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and you know, let you mentioned Lando Norris started doing some vlogging back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think I he actually, was the first, I actually, I mean, he's not here, but, uh, I, I actually met Lando when he was, I believe it was a formula two driver, uh, and he was doing a vlog. Oh, was <laughs> he? Yeah. <laughs> so that's when, that's when McLaren gave me the invite and they were like, uh, oh, we have this one guy, he's an F F2 driver, but he'd love to have you in his vlog and do a similar race with him, uh, oh, in, in, oh, in, in a motorhome, cool, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we did that, and then uh, I found out next year he was an F1 driver. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool, yeah. I wonder how that's going to evolve over time, because uh, so football, for example, there's like a, like the celebritism of players is like a big part of yeah. it, right? And you will have players that their value is, uh, nowadays it more correlates to their sort of, celebritism and success more than their skills sometimes like cristiano like, ronaldo yeah like it's getting paid 500 million dollars a year like is that really worth it for the skill there's probably someone maybe as good or very close to being as good for a lot cheaper do you think that now that drivers are creating their own socials building their own sort of individual sort of uh, following that that's going to have a similar effect where because I think there's drivers even now that have been around for a long time and um, because they draw big audiences. Do you think that's going to grow even more now that drivers are able to sort of do that themselves? You're asking if, do you think drivers will become mainstream celebrities? Not so, not even, yeah, mainstream celebrities, but but I'm more thinking on the lines of there will be value just from it, and having a driver on a team just because they are really, like, have a big following, yeah. not yeah. just their skill. Yeah, I think it does uh, play, a, play a value, but I think to be able to get to that level, you have to be good as well. Sure. I, yeah. It only comes through success. Yeah. But then I think it only happens and maybe then a driver was good and then ends up kind of, you know, not performing as well, but his status or... You know, uh, his, his I, hype I, behind I him. I think we can name a guy. Big. I think, I, I mean, all I'm thinking about is Lewis Hamilton. I think Lewis Hamilton, he's like the biggest Formula One star of the modern age, right? Uh, yeah. Hypothetically, you know, statistically, I think top three best driver ever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but he got to that level because he also won seven good world championships, you know? Yeah. If How he many? He's got seven? Seven. Seven. He yeah. won seven world championships, seven years of being the yeah. best. But I think what the, the point that I'm sort of mentioning is that I think as it evolves, it's going to become less about the skill, potentially. Now, the reason I say that is there's a um, there's like a football team that... I'm not actually into football that much, but it's a good comparison. There's a football team that I think 
Ryan Reynolds owns and some other. Oh yeah, I saw and they're that, like man. a league uh, five team or whatever. And but they, they're there's because of the celebritism surrounding that team. Even though they're not that good, there's more people watch those games than some of the Premier League games. Really? Yeah. Just because, because it's, a, it's a story of, behind it. Exactly. As well. I know. And, and it's hmm. interesting, sort of watching the the F1 thing from the outside and not really fully understanding it. It's like it does seem like if you're going to add some more personality into this very just technical skill based thing, yeah, it it's going to evolve over time, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that sort of changes. I, I can definitely, I can definitely see that, um, see that happening. I don't think we got to that point yet. Um, but I could definitely, cause at the end of the day, people want a story and they mm, want to yeah. watch it because of the story, you know? So whether it's from a sport, um, or something else, if you can create a sport that has a much more intriguing story behind every team or driver or whatever, yeah. that's, what's going to sell. I feel like Liberty media, the new publisher or owner of, of, of their publishing rights has been doing a really great job at in this. the U S yeah. Oh no, this, they're doing it worldwide. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, they're an American company who bought formula one basically. Oh okay. yeah. So, okay. so basically right They're they're kind of starting to uh, characterize each driver as their own hero. Right. Mm. Like, uh, if you look at the intro before a race, there's like this epic song playing, right? Yeah. And all of the pictures of the drivers are actually, they're like little videos, you know, they stand there and their name comes in. They're like little heroes. They're yeah, like yeah, little yeah. heroes, right? Yeah. And I feel true. like they're, they're starting to do that. They're starting to, they're starting to add, um, and add the drama, character the and media. drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Netflix, right. Has oh, been yeah, really right. Uh, like, like, uh, like throwing fuel on fire when it comes <laughs> to drama, yeah. Uh, yeah, to keep it on topic. I mean, what do you, what is you guys' like thoughts on that? Like, do you guys watch the Netflix show or because are you guys in the Netflix show? I mean, you're a Formula Two yeah, driver. I'm, the Formula Two they don't do no. They, it's so only they have, Formula One. Yeah, it's only Formula One, and uh, with Formula Two they do a separate show. Yeah, um, which is called Chasing the Dream, but it's a smaller okay. show that it. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on Formula One's uh, YouTube YouTube right. channel. Okay, so they do like uh, weekly episode. And Pietro. Yeah, so sometimes I appear, but more in the background when yeah. they're like filming Haas and stuff. Yeah. Um, because Formula One they have so few episodes, and Netflix they have like eight episodes a season. It's so like there's massive storylines that they they're not able to cover. Yeah. Right. Because like you only have eight episodes, and you got like twenty three races in a season. Yeah. And ten teams, so you can't cover everything. But but I've I've seen like the community, the people who watch F one, and even I think certain drivers been very upset about like some drama that's been created in netflix that wasn't actually ever there i know yeah i mean th there is that there is definitely that like they yeah. they dramatize like they exaggerate things and i know that they sometimes pull some audio or whatever into a different yeah. uh image of capturing side, and it's to like make it but at the end of oh, the, the day, radio communication yeah, yeah like they like change it they get a radio come from a race and put it somewhere else just so it makes more sense and makes it more dramatizing <laughs> but at the just, end it's man it's entertaining, it's cool, man. It's, it's entertaining. entertaining. It's entertaining. I don't care. But like, I, I know, for example, Max Verstappen, uh, uh, Red Bull's driver, he, he purposely said, I don't want to be on this show. He's back now, I believe. But for seasons long, he said, Netflix, So do you, I'm not coming on because I, I don't want to be dramatized. You were in the background, but do you, do you have a choice on being on that show? Like, Do they um, ask for permission or is that just in your contract? Of no, it's like it be, because so what, how they do it is... Um, they have usually two Netflix crews per race weekend, right? Yeah. And for a race weekend, they prioritize like, let's say, actually one one or two teams. 
So that crew right. will dress as if they're uh, filming Haas that weekend, they use Haas gear. Obviously, they're walking around with cameras. Oh, and so stuff. They, oh. they blend they blend in with the team, kind of. So I mean, they're they're in shot even. Yeah, no, they're they're oh, not okay, in okay. shot, but like they blend in. So they use the Haas gear, and obviously they have like two cameras. So you don't feel like there's basically a camera set. Yeah, because yeah, you, you kind of get used to it. I mean, but, there's uh, cameras everywhere anyway. Yeah. Right? But I've never. I don't think ever anybody's ever said like, "Oh, I don't want to be filmed," like a crew or member. Except for right. Max. Yeah, maybe like a driver. Well, no, no, but... he, he's he was fine with being filmed, but he didn't want to go on uh, like separate interviews, right? Uh, okay. He didn't want to yeah. uh, yeah. have one-on-one -on -one sessions with Netflix. He was like, no. Yeah, but yeah. basically they're there and they have that big uh, mic uh, mm -hmm. thing yeah. that they hold on top of everybody. And some crew members and engineers and stuff and team bosses, they, they're actually mic'd up. Yeah, and sometimes they actually forget they're mic'd up. Yeah, <laughs> they imagine, Dude, we know what that's day. like. Yeah, it's, you're there but, the whole day and like you that's know. the that's the good thing about this show. You can really get the behind the scenes because yeah. they they literally forget. It's like because there's yeah. always cameras everywhere anyway. Yeah, I mean, me so and Jelly don't... have done stage performances before where we get mic'd up and then we walk off and you start chatting. You're like, oh crap. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you start on. doing your day to day and you you're getting used to this Netflix thing and then you just forget yeah. you're mic'd up. Yeah. Start yeah. talking crap about some other guy in the past. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> but then that's the bit that's going to be in the yeah. episode. So, yeah. Yeah. so before we round this this podcast off, I want to ask you guys. All right, what's your favorite track? You want to go first, Monaco. Pietro, oh, yeah. I never, I never drove at Monaco, but uh, for me, it's it's spot. It's a track I actually crashed and broke my legs, but I. I love it. <laughs> it's a love, it's a love it's hate a, relationship. It's a love hate. Do you ever look at the barrier and be like, my brother? Yeah, right. I, I, I always take a look at it when I'm going by. Just, oh, really? I, I love the track, man. Maybe don't look too long because yeah. then you'll crash <laughs> yeah. again. But nope. the other the other track I like too is the when I, I I did race the Indianapolis 500. And that event, not only the track, but the event, man. What do you it's mean? It's an crazy. oval. It's not a great track. Oh. Dude, it's like balls Dude, to the, the wall. <laughs> if there's one race that you guys should go to, like, if you, if you ever have the opportunity to go to is watch the Indy 500. Like go there, yeah, go to the event. It's 300, it, almost 400,000 people they're watching on the Oval. It, I think for me, it's one. Of, it was by far the biggest event I've ever been to. In uh, I mean, I've I've watched it live on TV, and I thought it was absolutely epic. I couldn't, I couldn't, like, unbelievable. I was like, yeah. I, when I was start, when I started this, I'm really gonna watch this car go in laps 200 times. <laughs> but like, it it's it's fun and it's it's crazy and super fast stuff yeah. happens. It's yeah. it's kind of cool. There was actually other thing as well before we round up. I wanted you guys to rate my driving. Let's do uh, it. How do we so do I've actually, do we um, <laughs> I've got something I, uh, that I oh, prepped. Wow. What is that? Oh, is wow. that a controller? What? It, what? It... Oh, I crashed already. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> Josh, what, actually, is, what is that? I've, I've got, this is what I've been doing some practice with. I assume, uh, I don't know if this is I don't is know if shot, this is even in shot. But <laughs> I, I assume that this is similar. Can I grab that? I assume this is pretty much what you guys do. Well, what did you even so get? I've let, got, let it drive on the, let it drive on the, on the sofa. So I've, I've got a yeah. go-kart, go mini electric car that I've been practicing oh. with. And I was wondering what <laughs> you guys <laughs> thought. It's about. similar to uh, the one, one of the series you drive in, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh did you see that flip? Yeah, that was a, Dude, that was that was a good trick. Car. Was, was that just... similar to the flip you did when you were yes. four years old? I just, yeah, that was very similar. <laughs> I just wanted to, you guys to let me know if you thought I had a, a, maybe a future in driving. Um... I, I think you do, but we need to test it out karting or something sometime. Okay, fine. Okay, no, well, I don't think some karting. I've tracked cars, guys. You know, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jelly, I think I've got some more raw talent than you. Oh, really? I would actually love to see you uh slogo and jelly on a 1v1 in a karting i think i'd win 
That could be a special podcast episode. Do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, can we cool. make this happen? We could get mic'd up and uh, do it on the track. I is actually there a rental, already know is there what a we rental do. There, there is a lot of karting tracks around here. Yeah. About rental cars. There is. There is. Yeah. Yeah. There's one Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. Anyway. Oh, that'd be so fun. Guys, oh, thank yeah. you so much for being Thanks on. Coming on. Thanks. Thank you. Guys. Great. Uh, this, was, this was amazing, man. I, I love this. And maybe we'll see you guys in the garage. So, yes, for sure. It sounded way less cool than I thought. Perfect. Great. There we go. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was really good.